0: Vikings fans welcome in to another episode of The Skull Hop. I'm Evan. I'm Austin. We're just a couple of dudes from Iowa. We like drinking beer and we like talking about the Vikings. Yeah we do. We always do. Skull. Oh Oh, man. This Mm -hmm. is uh, my
1: beer tonight. Yeah you brought the beer Um, and we already did our TikTok. Go check out the First Taste TikTok if you haven't already. Uh, What did you bring us tonight?
0: Yeah so this is Gazellig. We're pretty sure we're pronouncing that correctly. Gazellig Brewing Company out of Newton, Iowa. Yeah. Of course, we only drink Iowa beer here on the School Hop, And uh, I spotted this one on the shelf at the store the other day and I was like, hey, we haven't had Gazellig yet. Yeah. So here we are. We're trying it for the first time. Thank you, Gazellig. Mm -hmm. Um, We'll be sure to mention you uh, in our descriptions and all that when we post our episode. But this is their Lucky Irish Red Ale. So, and it actually just occurred to me right before we started recording that we're coming up on St. Patrick's Day. So yeah. Kind yeah. of a little fun little happy, happenstance there. Yeah. St. Patty's
1: Day. Special day in my household. Uh, it's the, the the legal day that my wife and I got married. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which not everybody knows, but now I I know do, that so. story. <laughs> I forgot that that was the date, but yeah. Yeah. I might get yelled at for that, but she doesn't listen anyway. So, Hi Miranda. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I like this one a lot so far. Yeah. It's, it's got not as heavy of a flavor as I thought it would based off the way it looks cuz it looks pretty dark. Uh, but it's a nice light, refreshing flavor. It's and it's still like an ambery red
0: flavor. Yeah. It's just yeah. nice and light and refreshing. And it's it's not overbearing. Mm-hmm. Just it's really smooth, easy drinking. I like it. Yeah good stuff.
1: Also, um, Gazelig. We are n- not entirely sure if we're pronouncing that name correctly. Although in looking up information about them, they have a pretty active Facebook account. So maybe if we tag them, they will let us know how much we butchered their name or if we got it right. Um, and let us know some of their other beers we should try. Yeah. Cause based off this one, we're, we should definitely try some more of theirs.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We'll definitely have to find some more on the shelves and pick some more up. Yeah. But I think our first Skull was
1: kind of an iffy one, so I think we need to do it again. All right. Ready? Skull. Skull.
0: That was better. A little bit better. We'll, we'll we, make the one at the end of the episode yeah, the best one. We've had better. But, yeah. All right. Well, All right. in addition to good beer, mm-hmm. we've got uh, we've got the Vikings. They're always there for us.
1: They're always there. I don't know if they're there for us in the way that you just said that they were. They're there, and they accept our emotional support. Um, yeah, it's not always given back to us. That's fair.
0: It is the off-season, and there seems to be a lot of storylines yeah. that are there for there us. You go, there you go. This, Here I uh, am trying
1: to just be a pessimist out of nowhere. Just Sorry.
0: We, I mean, if you've listened to the show for any length of time, you know, that yeah. that's the dynamic here. <laughs> I'm the optimist, you're the pessimist. And that's
1: fine. That's, and we balance each other out. That's why our listener, listener and or listeners, <laughs> uh, enjoy us. I mean, it's it's kind of like our
0: beer tastes, too.
1: That is true. I'm IPA, much more of the hoppy, amber. IPA. Yeah. Which we could probably talk about that a little bit, too. I mean... Yeah, we, Our last episode
0: was our Brew Day episode. Yeah, so if you caught our last episode, episode 28, mm-hmm. uh, we were live on location in Austin's garage. As live as you can be
1: on a pre-recorded podcast.
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, you gotta take it for what it is. Yeah. But yes, we were, we were on location in the garage, and you probably heard through the microphones, if you mm-hmm. were listening to us, some of the noise that was in the garage and that was the brewing equipment. So our friend Forrest Yep, friend of the show Forrest who's been on before, he uh, he's a pretty good brewer Yeah, I must say mm-hmm. and uh, he agreed to help us brew the Skull Hop beer Yeah, So it's currently fermenting in your basement.
1: I think most of the fermentation is, is done at this point. Uh, I did the round, there's only one round of dry hopping for those of you that know what that is um, and for those of you that don't, dry hopping is you know uh, several days after you start the fermentation process, you add in more hops which just enhances the hoppy flavor. Uh, so I just did that today um, uh, what a week and a couple of days after we did the mm-hmm. initial brewing. Um, so it's well on its way we will be we will be drinking the skull hop in no time.
0: nice, yeah, I'm excited for that and we'll we'll hope to share that with you, the audience as yeah. well so. We're excited to share that, and I'm looking forward to trying that. Yeah. I mean, everything from the wart to just smelling everything to watching the process, it was exciting. It was yeah. a lot of fun.
1: It's, you know, brew days are always great days, So, and we, we partook in a few of other beers. Yeah,
0: we sure did. Um, even Iowa beers, so yeah. we were still holding true. Yep. So that'll be on the horizon in yeah. the next, I don't know handful of weeks, maybe, maybe a month or less. Yeah. Yeah. Sometime we need
1: to plan out the official, uh, tapping, uh, event or situation, but we're planning on doing some bottles too. So I made up some labels and made sure we have the caps and everything. So yeah, we'll have a keg and some bottles and it will be a good time.
0: That'll be fun. I'm excited. This is my first beer brewing experience. You've done it a few times. A couple of
1: times with with Forrest and I've assisted, And my version of assisting was like when you're a kid and you're holding the flashlight for your dad uh, in the car when he's fixing something. It's like I I might have held the flashlight okay. So I think I've brewed with him for three four ish times, and he is the master, and I am still I'm not even the apprentice yet. I'm just the guy in the room.
0: So you definitely had more of an understanding of the process than I did. I was just. I was the guy behind the camera for most of it. I'm just like, I'm just going to document and do what happens.
1: you did do a few. You added all the grains and you asked very intelligent questions. And, oh, um, thanks. <laughs> and I would say the next time we brew the Skullhop, because this is going to be an amazing beer, cause, and we're going to have to brew it again. The next time we brew it, um, you will know way more and be way more comfortable than than you came in as you know a week ago. So. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. To trying it, too. It's going to yeah, be great. it'll be great. Well, that's a lot of beer talk, and
1: we are a Vikings podcast as well. It's true. And even though it's the off-season, there are a couple of things we can talk about. Some things even came out today.
0: Yeah. So uh-huh. you were just, right before we started recording, mm-hmm. you were uh, reading an article about a possible J.J. Uh, departure. Yeah, and... Which, of course, you have to take any of this with the grain of, a grain of salt.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And as I was reading the article, I was kind of telling you about it, and you were like, hold on, don't say any more. Like, we have a podcast that we can talk about these, these things on. So I stopped. But uh, this article just posted today uh, from other friend of the show, Dustin Baker, who you may be hearing his voice in just a few minutes, actually. It's true. Um You will be hearing his voice in just a few minutes, actually. We're going to interview him. Yeah, yeah. Um, But before that, uh, he did post an article today titled, Patriots-themed site claims Justin Jefferson trade is more than just a rumor. um, Or more than a rumor. And uh, he basically... I'll let you guys go to vikingsterritory.com and find that article. But basically, um, Mike Fisher of si.com... Uh, basically alluded to the idea that um, the Vikings and the Patriots have discussed about a trade for that number three overall pick um, and that Justin Jefferson could have been brought up in those talks. When you cut me off and I was trying I was starting to tell you my opinions on this, I genuinely don't believe Justin Jefferson is going anywhere. Um, with the way he has been talking in the media, it's been very you know professional and very cordial. But you can be professional and still say, like, I would like a new situation. I'd like a new place. He has still very much been saying, like, I appreciate Minnesota. I like Minnesota. I like playing here. It's been great for me. Let's keep this going, pretty much. And then you got da Adafamensa and uh, KOC. The whole time, everybody in this whole conversation has all been saying, yeah, we want Justin Jefferson to be a Viking and be a Viking for a long time. So, I mean... I could kind of believe an idea that you'd trade him for, even if it's, you know, requisite value, if there was negative energy around this whole thing, at least publicly. But I think the only negative part of the whole Justin Jefferson situation is that he doesn't technically have a deal signed yet. Um, And as far as the public goes, that's all we know. We're not in those negotiation rooms. We don't really know what happens behind closed doors, but all we know is, in front of the public, everybody's saying the right things in a positive
0: manner. He doesn't appear to be frustrated by the timing of all of this, if I had to guess. Now, maybe mm-hmm. he is. And maybe, you know, again, behind closed doors, he and his agent are just like, oh, my gosh, why don't we have a deal done yet? Like, maybe, can we just, yeah. Like, if this doesn't happen soon, we're just going to have to throw in the towel on Minnesota and go somewhere else where they can pay me. Blah. Like, it doesn't seem like that's the case. Yeah, and exactly. It seems like, um, at least on the outside, he's he's being patient. He wants to know what's going to happen with Kirk. He is hoping to be near or at the top in terms of the wide receiver market. And yeah. he, he has a very strong case to be there um but i i if he truly is being patient and just trying to kind of wait things out kind of get through this whole process all all the power to it. like oh yeah just, like yeah that's this is the type of player that we want to deal with like, absolutely we don't want the the headache we don't mm. want the Disgruntled. I want this, and if you can't meet my demands, then I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. Kind of player, so. the guy
1: that'll tweet out some random, dark sounding quote from nowhere, or the guy like <laughs> goes 14. into yeah, or the guy will go into the locker room after skipping practice a few days with his hood basically covering his entire face and just complain, uh, but say no, I I like it here. You, you don't want that, and that's not what JJ is doing. To your point, he's it, everything has been very professional yes it's just the only negative is that there's not currently a deal signed um and everybody knows and is okay with the fact that jj is probably going to get the highest non-quarterback salary in the league history um and i think he's performed well and requisite of that kind of a contract um one other article I do kind of want to mention, I think it was posted today or it came out today, or at least I saw it today, from Matthew Collar. Um, and this is on Purple Insider. He basically kind of wrote up um, an entire article about it's titled On Justin Jefferson Moneyball and the Minnesota Sports History. Uh, and basically, the biggest point of that is the Vikings have time leverage on JJ. Like, he is under contract with his fifth year option this coming 2024 season. That's already a done deal. And then they have the the ability to franchise tag him one, two, even three times. Like, he is essentially under the Vikings' control contract-wise for at least the next two or three seasons, as long as the Vikings are willing to pony up the franchise tag money, which he's going to be getting that kind of money anyway. So we're not under the clock. It's not like they need to sign him or he's a free agent, you know, on March 13th, like the Kirk cousins type deal. But um, to that point, JJ knows that he knows that he could, you know, whine and complain and be this, you know, PR nightmare and probably force his way out. Or he can whine and complain and be a PR nightmare and still be stuck with the team. And it sounds like he's okay with being a Viking that, it's yeah it's just getting the deal signed so
0: and I I think it would be advantageous for the organization to sign him now rather than wait because it's kind of like like when you're buying a house and rates are going up Mm -hmm. like you don't want to wait and you know you could buy a house at five percent now or you could wait a year and buy a house at seven percent next year (laughs) like no let's just buy the house now like sure yeah he's gonna reset the market he is going to probably be the top wide receiver ever mm-hmm. in terms of contract dollars. Yeah, let's let him take that, and then someone else will reset that yeah, <laughs> down the, the road. These
1: deals always get you know trumped over. So. Yeah,
0: and it's just we're on this constant escalation of contracts. I feel like, mm-hmm. and to so. that
1: point, if they had signed him to a mega contract this time last year it would have probably been like a 10% cheaper contract or yeah. you know, somewhere in that. And if they wait another year, it's going to be another 10 to 20% higher of a contract than it would be if they signed it right now. So, I mean, ultimately, we can, as fans, complain like, oh, he's too much money or, oh, the contract. But, like, I mean, it's not our money. So if the team is willing, and this is for any player, if the team is willing to dish out a bunch of money on a guy like that's that's on them i I don't remember hearing a ton of complaints when the team signed marcus davenport last year yeah there might have been some question marks and some people saying like well he's kind of injured and he's that's a lot of money but it, you know, we'll see how it goes he's really good and yeah that one didn't work out but i mean those deals happen all the time big money is sent out all the time it's just jj outside of outside of injury is pretty much a guarantee to deliver on that, on those dollars. So I mean,
0: even in a very short season for him this year, he mm-hmm. still broke a thousand yards and was a big contributor yeah. and a short season with
1: in major inconsistencies at quarterback. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, it all just, if anything, the quarterback situation just made him look even better. Like look, look what he did in a, you know, a little more than half of a season with, you know, a handful of different quarterbacks, like mostly Nick Mullins. Yeah. Which, and the guy's a gunslinger, so people get their yards, but still like, I mean, he's going to get his money and he's going to produce. He's not a question mark. The only thing is like, the only question mark would be injury, but that's for anybody. Like, you know, you're getting production and good PR shoot the NFL. He's like one of the faces of the NFL. So Mm -hmm. he's, he's a good marketable player it'd be surprising if he was, you know, in the back of a police car anytime or said anything that didn't uphold the shield anytime like you're not worried about that as of yet like I, anybody could do anything kirk cousins could get arrested like you'd be shocked but like he, jj is somebody that you feel good about paying
0: for sure i think one of the biggest question marks for him and maybe a transition for us is who's going to be throwing him the ball and yeah. that's I, we've said it now for weeks. We've beat this horse to death. It it has just been the talk of the offseason. What is going to happen with Kirk Cousins? And there was some video that came out today. He was on a tennis court of all places. Yeah, yeah. Which was weird. <laughs> but he was doing four-step drops, mm-hmm. planting that... I don't know if... Was he planting his torn Achilles or was he planting his healthy... I think,
1: I think he tore his his right Achilles, correct?
0: I'm trying to remember. Yes. Yes.
1: He tore his right Achilles. Oh, man. I guess I don't remember. It might be his left. Either way, in the video, he was stepping back and dropping and making definitive plants. Yeah. And yeah, he posted two videos. They were both like six or seven seconds long. Maybe, for all we know, they filmed like five hours worth of everything and maybe only got 14 seconds worth of good video. Or which is more likely he filmed 14 seconds worth of video and posting them out. But it seemed like he's healthy. I'm not a doctor. I don't know what milestones he should be hitting at this point, as far as his Achilles and movement and everything. I was trying to think back of the timeline of Aaron Rogers this year. Like when did they start saying, Oh, he's throwing passes on the sideline. Like, I don't remember that.
0: Well, I mean, there was all that talk that Aaron Rodgers would, Technically, have been available for the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, had
0: had the Packers made it that far, and I don't know if I believed that timeline. I mean, there was an outside chance that Kirk would have been available yeah. at that point, um, had, had they had needed the, him.
1: Had the Jets made it? You said the Packers.
0: The Jets. You're right. I'm sorry,
1: <laughs> but yeah, you're right. Kirk did have that quote where he was basically talking about like, "Hey, anything Aaron's doing, I was like, I don't remember what he said. Like, I was like eight weeks behind him, so you could theoretically think." I'd be about eight weeks behind that. But then Kirk did say, like, shoot, if the Vikings made the Super Bowl and I was healthy, like they probably wouldn't want me because they probably got something going that mm-hmm. got them to the Super Bowl. They didn't even make the playoffs, but that's okay. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe Kirk is way ahead of where he's supposed to be or right on time. But either way, he posted a video of him doing football activities in a practice setting. Um but I mean, I was impressed. I'm sure every other
0: armchair GM was impressed as well. Um, you you commented though on the timing of it all because oh, yeah. I think I think you found the timing to be pretty poignant. Oh yeah, and... in terms of the just the general like NFL calendar, mm-hmm. right?
1: I mean, I was one of millions of people that tweeted out and said like pretty interesting that this is happening right at the start of the combine when everybody is definitely not supposed to but definitely is talking about contracts and general idea of who people could sign for how much general idea (laughs) general idea um (laughs) um, so yeah it was kirk is a businessman he is savvy yep um this wasn't just some 20 year old kid tweeting something out on a whim like he definitely knew what he was doing and everybody else knew what he was doing too. It's like, yeah, he, he is showing everybody I'm healthy and I did see somebody else tweet today, um, which it's an obvious point, but I hadn't thought of it. So it's a really good point. The Vikings know where he's at health wise. Like they, he wasn't telling the Vikings, Hey, look how I'm doing. He was telling everybody else, Hey, look how I'm doing. Like, if anything like that video was not great for the people that are desperate to have Kirk cousins back in purple because it was more of a advertising to everyone else. Like I'm doing okay. At least at this point, like I can back up what I said a few weeks ago that I'd be good for OTAs. So yeah, ultimately
0: I don't think he's going to be back in purple.
1: I'd love it at the right price, but the price has kind of been brought up in the in the news lately too.
0: Yeah, and that the number seems to fluctuate. I mean, it yeah. seems to be one crazy number one day, and then oh, nice, lovely hometown discount the next. Yeah, and it it depends on the source. It depends on the day. I mean, I don't know. It, it's been kind of a an odd situation, and I don't know if one player has ever been the focus of the entire league, it mm-hmm. seems like. I mean, like it's not just the Vikings. Obviously, the Vikings have a lot riding on this one decision and this one player, but he is the quarterback market right now. Yeah. I mean, it's him, and then there's no one else. Well, yeah, like we I mean, said, there's other people, but
1: like he is the best available player. Yeah, best available quarterback for sure in the league. Because I mean, yeah, he's still technically under contract with the Vikings, but he's available. Like. He at any moment could be like, "Yeah, Vikes, I'm. I don't. You could give me two hundred billion dollars. Like, I'm not gonna sign." Or he could be like, "Yeah, Vikes, give me thirty million and I'm good. Let's go." Or the Vikings, you know, that's the whole point of this whole decision. Like, everybody's got a a part of their decision, and somebody may be upset or happy either way. Um, But yeah, you're right. This does seem very unique. It's not like he's not Pat Mahomes, but it's not like anyone else's. It's not like Pat Mahomes is available. Maybe last year during that whole Lamar Jackson time when he was a tendered player. Yeah. And anybody technically could negotiate with him, which I'm still weirded out. Like nobody, everybody was like going out of their way to say, nope, we're not going to go after him. So I don't know why, but yeah, maybe that's the
0: closest we've had to this kind of a situation. Like it wasn't even this way with Aaron Rodgers. I misspoke earlier, <laughs> but yes, when he left the Packers to go to mm-hmm. the Jets, like there wasn't this like, Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes almost. Yeah. It was like no, nope, he's leaving and oh, this other green team's gonna pick him up. Yeah. All right. Yeah, with that it was always weird. It was like, okay,
1: there's some adversity between Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Maybe they will move on. I don't know. Some of the fans were saying, Yeah, Aaron's just not getting it done anymore. We need to move on. Like and then once it was more and more public it was like immediately like oh yeah it sounds like the jets might be the most interested and then of course he went on pat mcafee and said it's my intention to play and play for the jets like so yeah you're right there wasn't like a Ooh, who's who's he gonna go to like it was always the packers or probably the jets like yep so kirk could go anywhere i still think it's either pittsburgh or atlanta that's my official guess
0: well and there have been a ton of other locations for him too. I mean, Vegas is one that Mm -hmm. I've heard. Um, I I mean, there are some definite outliers, but like, I mean, even Chicago is needing a quarterback.
1: Depending on who you ask and I would say, yeah, they need one. They also hold the number one pick. So it's true. They're, they are the winners of the Caleb Williams sweepstakes. Like,
0: like I said, they're an outlier for sure. Yeah. Yeah. If they wanted to put their stock in a veteran quarterback who's mm-hmm. proven himself in the league mm-hmm. you know Kirk's not that far away yeah absolutely
1: so. I think he's a Chicago native or a, 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 from he's, around he's that from area. Michigan well I think that his family moved to Michigan like I, oh, really? I'm pretty sure he was born in or near the Chicago area huh? and lived there for a few years I might be totally wrong let me know if I'm wrong but I Didn't thought that. that was the case
0: Holland, Michigan, right? I think that's where. His hometown. Where he went to high school. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Well, a lot still riding on that decision Mm -hmm. and no doubt will continue to be a part of the conversation for at least the next few weeks. Mm -hmm. I just keep hoping every day. Like, I just hope something happens. Yeah. Like, just give us something.
1: It could. I mean, with the Combine, that's probably the best chance for, we'll we'll definitely hear rumors. Like, we've been hearing rumors the whole time, but we'll definitely hear some rumors. And then, I mean, I've heard, yeah, we might have a resolution this week or next week about what could, you know, at least a more focused idea of what could happen with Kirk. So, we'll see. And then, you never know. There could be some surprise craziness happening. Um. But quarterback's not the only position the Vikings need to take a hard look at this offseason. I think running back is definitely an area of need. Um, Dustin Baker posted a video today, Monday, talking about, like, he mentioned, yeah, the Vikings don't have a quantity problem of at the running back position because they have quite a few guys under contract. Um they have a quality problem. <laughs> like, I mean, yes. it's no secret Alex Madison isn't a running back one. Cam Akers, I think, is technically about to be a free agent. But even if he wasn't, he's torn his second Achilles within two or three years. Um, Wang Wangwu, just for whatever reason, can't produce as a running back. He's a pretty good kick returner, like pretty electric one, but just can't figure it out as a running back when he does get some limited opportunities, Ty Chandler is kind of a wild card shown flashes, but hasn't had a lot of opportunity. So, and then what miles Gaskin and, um, Dwayne McBride, Dwayne McBride. Yeah. And then, yeah. So what do you think? There's, there's a lot of the big name running backs from last season that were complaining, Oh, we don't get paid. And then some of them got franchise tagged or one year contracts and, Schefter, Adam Schefter tweeted today that a handful of those guys are basically going to be able to hit free agency. Um, and you're talking Josh Jacobs and Saquon Barkley and Derrick Henry and Tony Pollard uh, yeah, and Austin Eckler, like yep. big names, but also like on the older side. So do the Vikings take a flyer for a year or two with one of those guys or do they – Draft one of the the Michigan kid or look elsewhere in the draft. Like, I, what what are your thoughts? How do you think they'll go about that?
0: Uh, I think you have to clear some room in the running back room first. I think you let mm-hmm. Cam Akers go in free agency. I've said that before already. I mean, we spent almost an entire episode going through. I think we've spent a couple episodes now going through that really lengthy list mm-hmm. of free agents that the Vikings have. Yeah, and I've stood firm that acres was great when he was healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, should have been RB one, but for whatever reason, they never did that. Should have been yes, um, <clears throat> but now that he's torn both of his Achilles in the last couple of years, I think it's time to move on from him. I could see, unfortunately. That. Um, and we've already said, right? The the other guys in that room aren't a high caliber product on the field. At least as of right now. Yeah, at this point in their careers, I mean, there's no
1: no question. Derrick Henry is an elite, maybe Hall of Fame guy. Right. Josh Jacobs had a pretty decent season last year with the Raiders, if I remember mm-hmm. right. Eckler has always been a touchdown machine, but he seemed to have lost a step in the second half of the year last year. Yeah, there's not. It's not like prime Adrian Peterson is about to
0: hit the market. Like, I think my thoughts are if you can. Snag one of those guys at a really good rate. Not, I mean, we're not paying a ton.
1: Hashtag don't pay running backs.
0: Yep. Even and,
1: like $5 million would be too much for one of those guys, in my opinion.
0: Probably. Um, but I think if you can snag one of those guys, and it probably doesn't matter who, maybe it does, maybe if you can get the youngest and the healthiest of the batch. Yeah. You know, and and maybe hope that you can be in a position to bring them back in future years and keep them healthy and get more production out of them long term. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe maybe you play the long game that way. But at least for a year, if you can get one of them under five, I think, why not? I mean, it's not going to kill the cap and we need something. We need our running game was so abysmal horrible for most of the season that something has to change and so i do like the idea of drafting um and i like those michigan kids well i guess it's just the one really Lake Corum. Blake Corum. yeah, yeah. Uh, and i think there's a couple other good options in the draft that you could consider as well i can't remember any of them off the top of my <laughs> head but. yeah
1: we, we will know more about the drafted guys or the upcoming rookies as the draft gets closer, but
0: yeah, but, and maybe, maybe that's the strategy. Maybe it's a both. And maybe you do try to find a veteran in free agency that can be cheap, but productive. Mm -hmm. And you also find somebody in the draft that you can bring in and develop Mm -hmm. and hopefully turn into that next generation talent.
1: I mean, shoot, I think, uh, Dalvin cook might be a free agent as well. Who knows? Maybe, maybe you look at a reunion there.
0: Yeah, that wouldn't be the worst idea. Um, he's got
1: the he's the one they know the most about. Yep. So if they were to bring him in, that would be very telling for me. I don't I don't expect that to happen, but if they yeah. were, like it would be like, yeah, they they know this guy, he knows these guys, like
0: it is kind of like he he's kind of <laughs> this is a really, really awful <laughs> analogy and I don't m- mean it to be <laughs> like it's no reflection on him as a person Mm -hmm. but like just like he's kind of like a used car like (laughs) like you just you know what you're getting like you've it's a used car that you've driven for a while like you know the problems Mm -hmm. with it and you know how to you know jimmy the lock and you know like he's injury prone and he's had fumble issues before like we, we know some of those things about dalvin cook and we would know what we're getting into yeah if we brought them back
1: and I I think it's a good analogy I like that one but on the flip side and I think you'd agree with this too like you you are comfortable with some of the used cars like yeah yep like yeah it might not be the flashy brand new all the technology everybody else has but like you know what you're gonna get I think I'm just reiterating what you just said yeah and it works and you know what could break down and what to do about that. Like some people in their cars, they know they need to bring extra a gallon of water because the radiator is <laughs> going to overheat or something. But they know that, so they have a gallon of water. So I, I don't know what that overheating radiator would be for Dalvin Cook. But, but you know,
0: like his shoulder has always been a problem. Yeah. Um, I feel like he's dealt with some other just nagging injuries that have never really fully gone away. Yeah. And part of that was just because... The vikings just relied on him so heavily mm-hmm. he was the bell cow for his whole career until and, he left
1: and i mean all that to the point that he was top three running backs in vikings history at least top five like statistically he may even be like the second best running back in vikings history but he was easily top five running backs in vikings history so if he if there's anything there I wouldn't I wouldn't turn my nose at it but there's probably better options out there and maybe even cheaper. I don't think Dalvin's commanding 14 million dollars at this point but I mean if you can get Dalvin for 2 or 3 like that would be huge and I may be way off. That may be just way too little amount of money from what he's going to get this off season but yeah. Maybe that used car might be a a nice thing to get.
0: Yeah, and I feel like, I mean, that whole group of running backs that tried to kind of will their way to bigger contracts, it just kind of blew up in their face. The NFL won.
1: They strong-armed them. Not saying maybe the running backs definitely had a a hill to stand on there, but the NFL was like, nope, running backs is the most easily replaced position out there, maybe outside of punter. Like, there's a million of you guys. We'll just have somebody else and pay them a lot less.
0: Well, we should talk about all of these things in our interview that you're going to watch here in just a moment. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, that's a good
1: idea. We should bring up some of these points with Dustin. I think we've got somebody else coming with him to Wes. Um, But yeah, we're about to dive into an interview with Dustin Baker, and then we'll be back and give our more thought out opinions of this this lucky, what is it called again? Lucky Lucky Irish Irish Red from Gazellek,
0: Gazellek. that's right. All right, yeah, enjoy the interview, and we'll catch up with you when that's done.
1: All right, Skullhoppers, welcome in. Um, You just heard the first half of our podcast. We kind of talked a little bit about uh, some of the the news points that have hit early this week, Um, and now we're diving in. Uh, We're welcoming back Dustin Baker for the third time. Um, And we've got another new face, another new voice to the show. Uh, Welcome in, Wes Johnson. Welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm not too familiar with you. Uh, Dustin said he's my homie. So of course, we wanted to have him (laughs) on, have you on. And uh, um, would you mind kind of giving us and the few listeners we do have at this point, kind of an intro to who you are and a little bit of your backstory?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm a second-generation Vikings fan, uh, born in Rockford, Illinois. Uh, my dad is a, a Vikings fan and just grew up following the Vikings because you know I, I like tagging along with my dad, um, be it to tailgates or just watching uh, a Vikings game with him at home and that hasn't ever left uh i've bounced <laughs> kind of all across the country uh, i've lived in baltimore maryland los angeles i'm now in san francisco and um yeah i've always been a, a big vikings fan and uh i met dustin at the beginning of the pandemic and we hit it off became fast friends and um, he recruited me to write for vikings territory uh, I did that for about a year, year and a half, uh, taking a little hiatus with um, work picking up. Uh, so uh, while I, I have a want to write, I just don't have the time right now. So, yeah, But maybe maybe one of these days I'll, I'll be able to get back into it.
1: Awesome. Awesome. So yeah, Rockford's not too terribly far from where Evan and I are. We're like in the Quad Cities, Iowa, right on the the border of iowa and illinois there so um yeah a little a little familiarity with that area too (laughs) um being a vikings fan in san francisco that's got to be pretty interesting sometimes especially (laughs) this season the it is (laughs) the monday night game we had that that must have been fun absolutely yeah um so yeah thanks for coming on uh we're, we're really glad to have you really looking forward to the conversation uh here um so, yeah, I guess we can just kind of dive right into it. Uh, there was some cool stuff that happened at the the Combine today. I guess it kind of started officially today being uh, Tuesday here. Um, KOC and Kwasi Adafamensa both had short press conferences, which there were some good nuggets from both of them in there. Um, Dustin, was there anything super surprising from either of those press conferences to you? Uh, There's a couple for me, but I'll give you a chance to talk first.
3: There was a couple surprising elements only because we've gone on a drought for those that follow this stuff intensely. The only real news we've had in the last month are Theo Jackson back on <laughs> like you know a, a one-year contract, whatever it was TJ Hawkinson had surgery and then a couple coaching hires before today of guys you'd never really heard of. Of course Josh McCown got hired today and most folks know who he is. So yes, there were surprising elements for me because I was craving knowledge. Uh, the first bit of surprise was Kevin O'Connell. His acceptance to exploring free agency in the draft for a running back. Um, in back-to-back seasons, the Vikings have ranked in a bottom six per rushing DVOA. And I think I've said on the show before, the Vikings' offense will never be unlocked unless they can run the football. I'm not talking mm-hmm. about like Mike Zimmer, where they have to run it over half the time, but when you get a lead like 21-3, there's a reason why teams always come back, and that's because the Vikings can't move the sticks by running the ball. We always made fun of Mike Zimmer for running out the clock. Well, sometimes you just need to do that and not make every damn game a one-score game. So Kevin O'Connell said that we will look at an infusion, that was his word, at uh, from free agency or the draft for running back. So that shows me that they're going to adjust the personnel. And then the uh, other obvious one from Kwesi Dafa Mensa was not necessarily... What he said when asked about trading Jefferson, Justin Jefferson, it was the chip on his shoulder when he said it. Uh, he, he said, any any of this noise you said, he said it's false, and he put like a big F into the F, and then um, he just <laughs> said that he's never even considered trading Justin Jefferson. So the 10 or so websites or dudes that have sprung up and say, hey, the Vikings might trade their best player to pave the way for the future, that was all just... Speculative hearsay generate to, you know, think about daydreaming ideas about what the Vikings could do. They were never going to get right to the end of a competitive rebuild and then trade their best player. I mean, what are we thinking? They were never going to do that. So uh, yeah, it was the affirmation that Jefferson is safe, although most of us on the show knew that all along. And then an honest-to-goodness look at the running back position, not just lip service of saying, hey, Alexander Madison, we like him. They actually just really glossed over Madison, both guys, during that press conference. They were like, yeah, he did a good job last year, and that was it.
1: Yeah, you. Uh, I guess we can dive into the running back position a little bit later, but um, one thing I noticed you posted on Vikings Territory, it, like not even an hour or two ago, was kind of looking at that that running back position a little bit and one thing I kind of found interesting was uh, the the depth chart of who is currently on the roster that you listed out. Uh, you had Alex Madison at the position I think he's best at, which is running back two. I think that's a a valid football position is backup running back. And I think Alex Madison is primed for that position, not necessarily the starting tailback. Um, but you had Ty Chandler in at, at running back one, which I thought was pretty interesting and I definitely agree with it, but I don't think the coaching staff from what they showed us last year are super quick to say, yeah, Ty Chandler, he's our he's our number one right now before free agency or the draft or anything.
3: Well, I'm a huge Kevin O'Connell guy, and same with Kwezi but I will tell you right now, if they trot into week one with Alexander Madison getting 75% of the carries, I will start to question his intelligence. Mm-hmm. Uh, not because I dislike Madison. I just know Madison is best carved out for that roll behind Dalvin or roll behind Chandler. And I think it's clear beyond the shadow of a doubt now that that is obvious. That's not a hot take. So, and they, they spent the whole, the whole press conference uh, in the running back section talking about Ty Chandler, his name came up first. So right now I believe we're at a spot, especially for fantasy football heads like Wes, where you're trying to figure out if Chandler is going to be a quasi bell cow. Or if they're going to go sign DeAndre Swift, who I wouldn't mind, from um, free agency. Or they, you know, get a pretty damn good running back like Marshawn Lloyd or somebody in the draft. So I think we will spend the next two, maybe even two weeks, depending on what they do in free agency, trying to decide if it's Chandler is the solution or not.
1: For sure. I think I said, I think it was last week's episode of the Skull Hop. I said, if they trot into week one with the same running back room that they finished last season with, I'll be just severely pissed <laughs> off. Like I just, I'll be so angry. And like you said, kind of questioning what, what are you doing here? Like you, that obviously it didn't work. Like, um, so yeah, I guess from the the press conferences today, I thought it was interesting. Um, Kwasi, uh, while in an active, you know, public negotiation with a star player, he said he kind of gave all the verbal leverage to JJ saying, yeah, he, not only is he one of the best wide receivers, he's one of the best non-quarterbacks and he should be compensated like that. Um, it was interesting to hear somebody say that where usually GMs are like, yeah, we'll keep those talks in house. And we're not really going to say anything. I mean, Quacey, it wasn't, you know, super detailed, but he did say like, he's JJ is going to get a nice contract. (laughs) Um, so yeah, I guess, uh, Evan West, did you guys? Did you see the press conferences at all? Did you uh, pick up any nuggets from those things?
0: I saw highlights. Uh, I didn't see the full thing in its entirety, but I did see some snippets and things on Twitter. So,
2: okay. I uh, I had a chance to see a few different things. Um, one thing I like from uh Quesi is. You know he's not going to tip his hand to contracts. Uh, it's all going to be kept in house, um, which I agree with. He he then followed up like Dustin said and shot down that any rumors are completely false. Uh, but that not tipping the hand to contracts, I think that goes a, a long way with players as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, players don't want their business out in the street, and when pen signs on paper at that point. Then it's, you know, celebration amongst both the the team and the player. Um, I like that. They mentioned that they're listening to Jefferson for his input on who's going to quarterback the future. Um, I think it's quite clear after the the press conference that they do want to bring Kirk cousins back. Uh, But I also read through the tea leaves too. I, I do think that they, plan on drafting a quarterback early um and they talked a lot about sustain sustaining for the future from 2024 20, mm-hmm. and beyond and one of the things that uh crazy said was um he didn't do a good enough job last offseason in providing depth for this team and that showed once there were injuries that popped up. Um, you know, none more critical than the quarterback position. So, I think as long as they're having an open dialogue with Kirk Cousins and letting him know, like, hey, you're getting up there in age. This isn't us. I mean, this is us drafting your replacement. But this isn't us ushering you out the door either. Mm-hmm. Um, my guess is Kirk's team wants a, somewhere around a three-year deal. Vikings probably want a two year deal. I, I could see them kind of meeting in the middle and settling on a three year deal, but also with more of a, a team friendly contract um, to accompany an uh, incoming rookie uh, as well. So that's just my galaxy brain on, on <laughs> what I could read into from all that.
1: Yeah. I think, I think you're right in what the Vikings would want, too. I think they would agree with you. Everybody would agree that, yeah, the Vikings would want probably that that two-ish, maybe even one-ish year deal, but um, I kind of agree with with Dustin, too. Anytime he's talked about Kirk and the, the upcoming deal that Kirk will get from probably a, a team other than the Vikings that, I mean, there is no team, or there is no hometown discount that's really going to be taking effect, I don't think. Um, and I don't think Kirk should take any kind of discount like that and it wouldn't be the 10 million dollars a year it would be the 35 45 a lot a lot of money that he's probably requisite of earning based on the way he was playing before he got injured last year um I thought KFC said all the right things as Kirk's coach and friend um and I thought quayy said all the right things as you know a cheerleader for Kirk uh, but also the GM of the team in that and they'd never committed to anything, but they also said, yeah, we'd love to have him back. So kind of company lines there too, but yeah, it'll be an interesting couple of weeks here for sure. Especially with Kirk.
0: Does the uh, Josh McCown hire change anything? I mean, (laughs) I, I, when I saw that today, and then I started to read a little bit more, you know, you, you start to connect some dots and you see that he coached Drake may in high school in North Carolina. Like, for, for you guys that are maybe a little more kind of involved in some of these things and maybe have a little more knowledge i mean is is the writing on the wall are they are they going to pursue drake may in the draft i know dustin the last time you were on with us you seem to think that that was maybe the best choice for the vikings in the draft at quarterback i don't know what are your guys' thoughts that way
3: Yeah, I sure as hell hope so. I've made no secret (laughs) of uh, that want to be my guy. It was influenced by Wes way back in September. I was talking to Wes and he said for the way the Vikings do things, he'd rather have Drake May than Caleb Williams. And I didn't know I hadn't dug into either quarterback yet because we're just getting to the regular season. And then I figured out why Wes was saying that. Uh, I believe in an O'Connell offense, which at heart is a pocket passer offense. I believe that May's discipline, (laughs) unlike uh, Caleb Williams' anarchy at all times. uh, I think Drake May would fit better within the Vikings' offense that Kevin O'Connell runs. And I really do think that, well, I know that we're overdue for the Vikings to draft a quarterback in the top 10. They never have. So it's time, you know, we haven't won a Super Bowl, so let's try something different. I was listening to, or I saw on Twitter where the Buffalo Bills general manager, Brandon Bean, today talked about the thought process of uh, drafting Josh Allen a few years ago. That's exactly what I've been saying about why you swing for the fences. If you get the pick wrong, the the stuff that you traded is going to trickle back to you by the time you realize your pick sucks. And in Brandon Bede's case, he said he's not going to work here anymore, so he didn't give a shit. He was going to be fired if he <laughs> struck out on Josh Allen. And then yeah. if you get the pick right, which I think Drake May will be, nobody anybody anywhere will care that you spent three or four uh, draft picks on the hole for it. So uh yeah, I do believe there's a little credence to the Josh McCown thing with Drake May. I think uh it's probably like uh hey, we, we like this guy a lot and you know the guy. Why don't you come mm-hmm. work for us? And McCown already thinking, like, well, yeah, I'd like a sweet job. He just he was just quarterback's coach for the Panthers. Um, but the problem with McCown is he's probably gonna be an offensive coordinator at this time next year if he does well with Kirk or Drake May. Uh, so I wouldn't really look at that as a huge long term thing, but yeah, I love the fact that there's a tie to Drake May because that just so happens to be my guy. Yeah,
1: you think uh, Josh McCown could be, um, like a coach in waiting for a Vikings offensive coordinator job if Phillips, um, in this you know, theoretical situation of the Vikings are successful, you think uh, Phillips, right? The OC, the current OC, he would be looked at for, um, uh, for a head coaching job somewhere else. So McCown could slide right in there. Um, well,
3: if he quits drinking, yeah, he, he probably, <laughs> probably could. I could tell you all about that. Uh, I, I, but in all honesty, I'm guessing that DUI probably set him back a few years of his goal oh, to so? become a head coach. Well, I mean, you think about it. Um, I think you probably need a year or two buffer for people to forget about it and then assuming he either – just I mean, Wes and I are recovered alcoholics, so when we see a DUI, usually that's a little bit more implicative of something else going on behind the scenes. Sometimes folks just get popped and they made a mistake. And I doubt mm-hmm. Wes Phillips is a stone cold alcoholic like like I I guess, was or am, depending on how you like to use that verbiage. Uh, but yeah, I don't think Wes Phillips is going to get any head coaching interest for a couple years. you got to get that stink off of you. Um, but that was one of the things I thought about when I saw the McCown hire was, hey, this would be a good OC candidate. Uh, same thing with Keenan McCardell, who is DUI lists. Uh, he would be a good uh, Vikings offensive coordinator. So yeah, I really do like the McCown hire. And even if it's Kirk coming back, I'm sure he and Kirk will get along just fine.
1: Was it McCown that was getting some steam for the Texans job a couple yes. of seasons yeah. ago? Yeah. Was, he was... Well,
3: the beef was he didn't have any experience and they were ready to allegedly take the plunge with him without any NFL coaching experience. <laughs> yeah. so I think if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure he applied for that
0: position the first time when he was still a player with the Texans.
1: <laughs> <Yeah. So laughs> that,
0: that was kind of interesting too. Yeah, well,
1: and he's got some some McCown specifically has some some Vikings history here. What was it, 03, knocking the Vikings out of playoff contention as a Cardinal? It. Yep. Uh yeah. The famous Paul Allen call, one of his first famous calls, I think, was just the the whole, oh <laughs> god no. Yeah. Like well, I, I'm interested to see how McCown does. Unfortunately, with those like lower, those specific position coaches, you never really know. I mean, I guess we kind of know with like Keenan McCardell, he seems to be a positive influence with the with the wide receivers on the team, but you, you never really know. Eric the Enemy was a great running backs coach when Adrian was here, so and now he's I don't even think he's in the league right now. So um, UCLA, <laughs> yeah, always oh, did he go to UCLA? Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's always interesting how these guys can turn out as coaches.
2: Uh, one thing I do want to note too is uh, how KOC opened the the press conference, um, he was absolutely gushing about having all three, uh, coordinators return. Mm-hmm. So that I, I think that staff continuity will go a long way.
1: I can imagine that's gotta be such a, an awesome thing for your guys. If you're a head coach and your, you know, assistant coaches get better positions and start moving up the ladder, but it's gotta be frustrating too. Like you think any job, if you have a team, of uh, you know, all your teammates, and then if, they start dropping them like flies. Maybe a good team that you're on can stu- uh, struggle and uh, show some weaknesses in areas that you didn't see because you had great coaches. So yeah, I can imagine it's, it's really nice, especially the Brian Flores. Dustin, I was going to ask you about that too. Why do you think Brian Flores didn't even publicly take an interview at, at that point? I started thinking like, is it him? Like, is he not wanting to take these interviews yet? Like somebody had to have been interested in him this year, right?
3: Like, Yeah, I'm going to start off by saying I don't think the Vikings have had full coaching continuity since, like, entering the 2016 season. We always always had the carousel on offense and then uh, Donatel to Flores. My theory uh, on it, on Brian Flores, is not from insider intelligence. It's just that he got screwed hardcore by the Dolphins last time in terms Mm -hmm. of allegedly telling him to tank and all this stuff. And I, I think he even said, or it was leaked last year, that he was only going to jump at a reputable head coaching job. And this time, that would have been the Patriots, but they were spoken yeah. for immediately. So I'm going to guess that he wants to try to see this Vikings thing through for an extra year, and then look at the lay of the land when there, <clears throat> there's a job that he knows either the owner... Um, or the general manager, because I don't think what he wants to go to the Panthers and then just get stepped on by some rogue general manager who tossed drinks on people. I think he <laughs> wants to go to a franchise that's renowned for stability, and he deserves that, especially after what happened to him. So I don't know that it's like an Eric enemy feeling, blackballing of Flores, because I'm with you. He probably would have got some nibbles. He, he interviewed for the Cardinals job last year. That's what yeah. held up our entire search. Um, So yeah, I'm going to guess it was his own prerogative because he didn't want to deal with bullshit this time. And then maybe bring the Vikings defense into the top 10 and then see where the chips fall. Cause like, Hey, the Cowboys job will probably be open after we all know they'll lose uh, the playoffs before the NFC championship. So stuff (laughs) like that. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. And well, and you had alluded, I think one of the, the first time you're on the school app here uh, that you had some information that Flores is, financially doing well oh, yeah with the Vikings. He's one of the he's so, one of the highest
3: paid defensive coordinators in this in the NFL, if not the highest.
1: Yeah. So I'm I'm sure it's not a money motivation. Nope. For these coaches, I'm sure money some of these guys would even coach for free if you gave them the right <laughs> opportunity. So um so yeah I, I wonder if it's if it's that. He's waiting for the the right opportunity and the the right situation yeah i wouldn't want to go somewhere where i knew the gm was going to be crazy and mm-hmm. fire everybody after you know hiring them just months before so
3: <laughs> yeah um, and, the, and the vikings have a good thing remember those nflpa rankings that came out a year ago i think we'll have another batch this year Um, Even though they only finished seven and 10 last year, they have Mm -hmm. a culture and a building and a mission statement and people that other players and coaches like coming to work for. And I don't think that's hogwash. So you have to remember those things. Think about your own job. Like if you were making mucho dinero and somebody was dangling a title in front of you, but you had everything that you wanted with great people, you might be tempted to stay. And I, I think that's what Flores is doing at least for another year.
1: Yeah. I think the only thing Minnesota doesn't have going for it is the weather. I mean, the, the owners seem to be ready and willing to dish out money for mm. facilities and players whenever requisite. Um, I mean, even the last regime of coach and GM, sure they're a little bit more hardcore than it feels like the current regime is, but they've always seemed to be you know good for players to come and play for and play with. Um, and obviously the current regime seems to be very player friendly. Um, I think the only thing Minnesota doesn't have is maybe property tax or income tax and the weather. (laughs) If if this same organization was plucked and put in, like, you know, the Florida or the Carolina area, like, that would be just the cream of the crop. Well, I guess on that note, how – we're all Vikings fans. We've seen Kwesi and Kevin um, for the last, you know, I guess two full years at this point now because they were both hired around this time. Uh, in 2022 correct um so how how do we think they're doing how are we feeling as fans and obviously as people that pay a little bit more attention than just the the person that turns on the game and maybe falls asleep on sunday afternoon like like we're we're in it we're following everything we listen to every word um what what do we feel these leadership positions are doing And are we okay with it
3: you want to take that one first wes
2: sure yeah I think so. I I think that they are doing a, uh, a good job so far. Um, they came in and they stated they wanted to do a competitive rebuild. And I think for the most part, they've remained competitive, uh, last year, uh, we found a way to get competitive after such a horrendous start to the season. Um, I mean, a lot of that start to the season was shooting ourselves in our own foot. The, the turnovers. <laughs> yeah. um, if the ball bounced a different way, and you know, three of those games we could have very well been four and on one instead of one and four. Mm-hmm. Um, then we were able to sustain not having Justin Jefferson for what is it, six weeks. Um, Better, yeah. yeah. And then we lost yeah. Kirk Cousins and were able to sustain that even without Justin Jefferson. Uh ultimately though, the wheels fell off right after Thanksgiving. And mm-hmm. I think that also um lended its hand to maybe Flores not getting as many opportunities because the while the the defense had been performing well, it was kind of uh, I'll I'll say the, the Kirk Cousin defense where October, November lights out and then <laughs> December came and they kind of crapped the bed. But um a lot of that is just lack of talent, lack of depth in certain areas. But I, I think through this process they've done a good job of um turning over the roster while still being able to uh maintain being competitive, uh, also adding the youthful pieces that have talent, uh, be it in the draft free agency or, um, undrafted free agency. Ivan pace is a testament to that. Uh, he had a phenomenal season last year. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I don't know if Harrison Smith gets brought back or not, but I, I hope he does. Um, He's obviously a uh, the oldest player on our roster. I uh, think so. Yeah, <laughs> um, I think so too. DePaula, DePaula, yeah. Otherwise, oh,
3: okay. Yeah. So everybody forgets the long snapper when they. Yeah, he <laughs> <laughs> probably likes it better that way.
2: Yeah. So, I, uh, I, I mean, I, I think we have the pieces. Uh, again, this is another important off season. Uh, was. Last year the results that I think any of us were looking for, no. But at the same time, when you take into account everything that transpired throughout the season, uh I think moves were made on the on the fringes to attempt to aid and help this this ball club. Uh Josh Dobbs, they picked him up for was it a seventh rounder? Yeah, yeah, and I
1: think it's essentially a free
3: pick now.
2: And it's a like... free pick now, yeah. No, it was he a
3: 6th and 7th round pick swap.
2: That's right. Oh,
1: yeah, okay.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And then, isn't it void now because he didn't meet certain amount of no, game the, hours? Or...
3: If, if if Dobbs across uh, a certain threshold, then the Cardinals would just keep the 6th rounder, um, but now the Vikings get the 7th rounder back, so they, it was just like an NBA pick swap, just way the hell down okay. in
2: lower rounds. So I mean, it, I I like those types of moves. They they don't really cost a whole lot, but they they're done on the fringes in an attempt to elevate and make things work for your team. And for a couple of weeks, they did work for the Vikings. Yeah, it was then... fun for about four quarters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, <laughs> uh, so I. I, I think they're doing well. They've had a few misses, uh, but nobody's going to be perfect in this job, and, and and in any job for that matter. So, uh, I think a lot of us need to just take a step back, look at it from you know thirty thousand feet up, and see what's being moved around the board here, and and approach it in that way. Like, I, I think they're doing well. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I tend to agree. Uh, Evan, any other thoughts? How do we think uh GM and coach are doing?
0: Yeah. I mean, overall, I think they, they get passing grades. Uh, both of them do. Um, I think Quasey's is going to be known for the competitive rebuild, whether that's successful or not. That's what I think he's going to be known for. He's kind of rung that bell time and time again, and he's come back to that philosophy, A lot so if it works he's going to be known for that and if it doesn't he's going to be known for that I think as well I think the the leash on Kevin O'Connell will be a little more generous I think he'll be given a little more time to be successful perhaps in Minnesota and I think even if the Vikings decide to move on from him I think he'll have other head coaching opportunities as well not to say that Kwesi won't have opportunities um beyond the Vikings, but I don't know. I'm usually the optimist and now I'm kind of sounding <laughs> pessimistic, which is interesting, but yeah, that, that's my take. I, I think they're doing well. I, I think the Vikings have to give them a few more years, um, at least one more year for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, beyond that, I don't know, the proof will be in the pudding, right? If If we can find success, if we can make our way into the playoffs, perhaps make our way to that, elusive NFC championship game, you know, then I think they've bought, they've bought themselves some more time.
3: Yeah. All right, Dustin, what do you My think? How, what, are they, are they getting a passing grade from Oh, from yeah, Dustin? Definitely. I think uh, one of Kwesi's problems is he's one of the only general managers that has put a title on what he's doing in a competitive rebuild. Uh, for example, mm-hmm. in 2016, the chiefs quietly revamped their roster and they got Patrick Mahomes for it. Uh, the Bills did the same thing in 2017 and 2018. Got Josh Allen. And then the Eagles in 2014 and 2015. That's how they ended up with uh, Carson Wentz. So mm-hmm. they were doing the rebuild gradually. It's just that they didn't have a title on it. And it worked. So nobody like went back to say, hey, you didn't tank, baby? What, what were you thinking? <laughs> they, they just accepted that a gradual process worked rather than a strip it down to the studs type of tanking bullshit rebuild. So uh, I think that's the difference in you know, what Kwesi is doing in terms of like, why isn't he all in? Why isn't he tanky? He's just doing something that's been done in the past without a formal title. When you look at it, the, since those two took over Kwesi and Kevin, the Vikings had the NFL's ninth best record while t- absolutely turning over the roster. It's just, nobody mm-hmm. really realizes it because Kirk cousins is still, or was still the quarterback. Um, my friend Luke Braun tweeted last week, uh, all of the roster from 2022 when they took over. Are the end of 2021 with all of the lines crossing out the players that are gone. And it is one of the most dramatic overhauls in the NFL over the last two years. It's just, we keep this stupid ass talking point that says, why are the Vikings running it back? Mm-hmm. Well, they're not They they're, They've completely overhauled the roster. It's just, we tend not to believe it at times. And I don't buy the narrative that, you know, Quasi doesn't know how to draft. Uh, I think Louis seen was Beset by a gruesome, I know he was gr- beset by a gruesome leg injury. Mm-hmm. And I have a personal deadline of 2024, week one, to see if he's actually going to play. He could be a bust, but I think he deserves a little bit more time. And then you have Jordan Addison, which looks like a home run pick. But oh, Blackman, yeah. I think, will be good. Nobody, for some strange reason, wants to give Quasi credit for Ivan Pace. They claim the general managers, you know, this was more of a Wilf thing. I don't know why they say yeah. that. But I I don't understand why we look at these last two drafts and we think they're all bad. I think they are decent with room to get even better if Andrew Booth plays. Um, But I will say all this, all of this stuff that we've, the four of us have chatted, none of it matters if they swing and miss on the quarterback, Uh, if they get to this April or God forbid they wait till next April and they don't draft a guy who is, I would say at least Dak Prescott or better. That's kind of my personal test because otherwise you just have Kirk or you have exactly. something below Kirk. Uh, mm-hmm. So for certain, for certain, if they don't nail that draft pick, Kevin O'Connell will be gone in however many years. And then Kwesi would probably be on the hot seat or gone oh. as well. So not to sound like a, you know, a big, uh, you know, alarmist, but as much as I respect what they've done, it's all a grand march to this crescendo or climax for who they draft a quarterback.
1: Yep. That's, that's the linchpin decision for this team and for Casey and Kevin. It will determine their jobs. Kind of like you just mentioned earlier with uh, the bills GM. Um, I mean, if, if we miss this, they're not, (laughs) it's their job. Like either way, they're either going to keep their jobs for the next 20 years or Mm -hmm. they're going to be out in two or three and we're going to start all this over again. Uh, I think for me, Quayce and Kevin both get passing grades as well. I'm I'm excited at what they're doing. They haven't hit a bullseye on every move, but nobody does. I think the Wilfs kind of did that mentality of like, hey, we we can't just do what we've always done uh, with these hires. Like we gotta we gotta try something different to get different results. Mm-hmm. And that's what you get when you hire an analytical non football guy to be your GM um, and a former player, uh, great football mind to be your head coach um Interesting moves and so far, like you said, the ninth best uh, record since they've been hired. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's cool. nothing to be mad about. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, what I think Vikings fans won't be happy until we get a Super Bowl. Um, and I'm probably in that group as well. Uh, just not allowed and obnoxious. you know, I hate <laughs> everything. Um, well, we got a few more minutes here left. Uh, I guess I I always kind of want to give you guys an opportunity to talk you guys up, uh, give some plugs on things you've been doing or people you, you want to kind of point the direction to. So Wes, is there anything you want to kind of give a plug to? Maybe send our listeners to go check out?
2: If you're looking for fantasy content, there's a Vikings fan, Cody Spears, who Dustin and I also do another show with. Um, he's just coming onto the scene. He's producing some great content so give him a follow um in the draft. I'd love to see the Vikings target Kamani Vidal from Troy. Uh yeah. has a lot of Jalen Warren to his game. I think he would be a good complementary back in a, a set of backs in that backfield. So um we'll see how he performs at the combine. If he pops he could be a, a riser up the board um otherwise the the film on him looks good and uh he could be somebody that we could just throw out there and uh, he's not a home running hitting back uh he gets caught from behind but he could definitely turn out first down at the first down so
3: awesome
1: Dustin, anything you want to plug really quick? Uh, yeah, we I'm got like getting, a minute or yeah, two. I'm not getting here. cut
3: off this time. <laughs> Last time I felt like an idiot. Uh, uh, yeah. Vikysterritory.com. Yeah. There's a lot of great dudes who write there. Uh Janik Eckhart is probably the best because of his volume and then his attention to detail. He's from Germany. Uh, we have Ted Schwarzler, who writes about the Twins on uh, Twins Daily and about the Vikings, Vikings Territory. Adam New, he's our voice from uh, England. Ali Siddiqui, he, he kind of writes all over the place. He's settled on Vikings Territory. So, yeah, we have a lot of good content there. Jeff Diamond writes a piece per week. I'm about to edit and post up his piece. He's the guy that drafted Randy Moss and found Chris Dolman and uh, Chris Carter. Um. Yeah, and no they'll be my. Deals. Yeah, yeah. Just kind of. <laughs> he, he, he found those last two dudes in the same offseason undrafted. It was wild. Uh, and then I want to formally recommend that the Vikings sign Rashid Shahid as WR three. The guy is going to be really affordable. He's probably going to get a deal for two or three million bucks. He's an all pro punt returner. Uh, he's a kind of a volume guy. If you get him in the mix, kind of gadgety, and I think he would be a wonderful WR three. So, Kwesi, if you're listening, <laughs> Rashid <laughs> Shahid, New Orleans Saints.
0: I'm on board. Evan, anything last minute here? No, this has been great. Thanks, guys, for coming on. We appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, it's been awesome. Yeah. Thank you
1: guys so much. Uh, Dustin, West. we'd love to have you guys back on anytime. Uh, it's our official welcome anytime you want. Um, and, Dustin, any of the guys you just named, uh, West, the guy you named, we'd, we'd love to have anybody on. Uh, I like talking Vikings and <laughs> talking to everybody else. So I've had a blast. I hope you guys have had fun. <laughs> Uh, hopefully our listeners have had fun as well, uh, and we didn't get cut off. Good job, guys! Yeah,
2: yeah we'll talk to you right next on. time. See
0: ya! All right, welcome back. I uh, hope you enjoyed that interview with Dustin, and it was fun getting to know Wes as well mm-hmm. uh, through that interview. So, yeah, good stuff and some good beer here. Great beer. I like this a lot. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, I like it. That's I just got to give my generic, you know, reaction. <laughs> Uh, for miranda at least she'll never hear this but yeah i do like this a lot i i I say it every time i'm waiting for the day that i'm like oh this is a nasty beer because then it'll be like oh you know austin's telling the truth like i am telling the truth this is a
0: good beer i've had my eye on some beer (laughs) not that it 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 probably won't be bad yeah but it's definitely like way outside of our wheelhouse Mm -hmm. and one of these days i'm gonna do it and we're just gonna have to deal with it
1: maybe maybe if the vikings just have like a another 40 to nothing loss and it's like you know what
0: misery loves company yeah we
1: we (laughs) have earned this by way of the vikings being terrible so we're all gonna suffer it's the suffering episode maybe that'd be a good time or like if they don't do anything in the draft and it's like ah you know what the team hates us might as well have a beer that hates us too you know (laughs) but then we run the risk of like oh hey iowa
0: brewery like your beer is terrible (laughs) i think what all of this is telling us is that there's some really good beer that's brewed in iowa that's true we have yet to have had a bad iowa beer forrest tried last week
1: with the the grange hemp beer he tried i mean I think he knew it wouldn't be like garbage, but he also heard me say the week before, like that 420 beer I had was terrible. So he got something that sounded like it was in the same category and it wasn't bad. And it it was, was pretty good. It was pretty good beer. I like, liked it. Yeah. Like So I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's me. I don't I just like beer other than the couple that I didn't like, but this one, the Lucky Irish Red, Gazelig. Gazelig Lucky Irish Red. We need yes. more of those beers good beers. yep did you get that at our regular spot
0: yep High V. nice so yeah we'll definitely be trying some more Gazelle beer in the future and i will and i'm sure you will too be having more of these irish oh, reds they're yep. super good so we're gonna finish these up and mm-hmm. uh yeah wrap up this episode for today yeah and then we got episode 30 coming up. That is true. Next week. Next week, episode 30. What That's are we going to talk
1: about? Let us know if there's any topic you think we should hit. Um, we do have a couple of episodes in the can for future, or have we already used one at this point? I don't no, think we did. No. Yeah, so, yeah, let us know any topics you think we should hit um, either for next week or for future episodes, um, and how would they let us know?
0: Anywhere. I mean, any communication platform that's available to you on the internet we do not have a fax um yeah
1: don't do that i don't think that would get to us i don't know how a telegram would get to us um i'm trying to think a pigeon you'd have to know where we are uh and be close enough within a pigeon's range (laughs) um I mean, we don't have an address out there publicly, so you couldn't qualify
0: what I said with internet. I (laughs) said internet. (laughs) That's
1: true. So, (laughs) So, yeah. And if you just Google The Skull Hop, you will find us. And we have an email address, theskullhop at gmail.com. Yeah, any social media, even Reddit.
0: Everywhere. We're everywhere. Send us a message. Whatever platform works the best for you. Mm Mm-hmm. We'll uh, we'll get back to you, and we need to resurrect it. But we have a T-shirt to give
1: away. We forgot about that, didn't yeah. we? We have a T-shirt to give away. Um, we didn't get a lot of response on anybody wanting that T-shirt. Uh, we did. There is somebody out there. JK bought a T-shirt from us. That was yeah, pretty cool.
0: Um, so there's at least one more Skull T-shirt out yeah. there somewhere. Yeah.
1: So yeah, reach out and. Uh, even if you don't you you don't want us to read anything online just reach out to us just say hey let let us know you're out there um we know some people are listening but it'd be cool to to hear back from you guys so let us know you're out there and um i don't know maybe we'll give you a shout out unless you don't want to
0: it's always optional yeah cool all right well good beer good chats till next time till next time it's cool it's cool Oh that was
1: that that's the one I've been waiting for that was a good one
0: Hey, Vikings fans, Evan here from The Skull Hop, and we just wanted to say thank you again so much for listening to The Skull Hop. And we also wanted to take one more opportunity to let you know that this episode of The Skull Hop has been brought to you by Big Top Ventures. If you're considering taking an all-inclusive trip to either Mexico or Jamaica, reach out to our friends at Big Top Ventures at BigTopVenturesLLC at gmail.com. Once again, that's Big Top Ventures LLC at gmail.com. You can get the lowest rate possible on several all-inclusive resorts throughout the region. Big Top Ventures, step right up to your next big adventure. And thanks again for listening to the Skull Hop. Skull.